All right, so welcome back to the Palm Beach North podcast brought to you by the Palm Beach North Chamber of Commerce. My name is Noel Martinez, and I am so excited about today's guest. He's someone that is such an inspiring figure in Palm Beach County, Commissioner Mac Bernard. If you don't know about Commissioner's story, you should. He came to the States as a little boy, as an orphaned little boy when he was young and ended up going to school in Palm Beach County, ended up going to Florida State, became an attorney, and then became a public servant how you know him as a public servant, right? Was a Delray Beach city commissioner, um, served in the Florida House of Representatives, and then back in 2016, came back home and was elected to be a Palm Beach County commissioner, which was the first black male Haitian American commissioner we've ever had. So Commissioner Bernard, thank you so much for being here. It's such an honor to be here with you today and welcome to the show. No, thanks for having me, Noel. And just want to, first of all, thank you for the work that you're doing with the, with the Chamber of Commerce, because as we, as we know, you know, you need to have good economic development and businesses in the county and the work that you do is like priceless. Thank you, Mac. Thank you. Really appreciate that. So let's talk about your story coming to the States, right? A lot of people don't know that about you. Um, and, um, talk to us about that. What was it like? Do you remember that? I mean, how old were you? I was 10, uh, September 19th, 1986. So uh, my sister and I, um, I remember us taking an Eastern Airline flight. Uh, I You don't remember Eastern Airlines? I do, do remember <laughs> Eastern Airlines. I do so remember. September yeah. 19th, 1986, we took a flight. And so my grandmother and my aunt, they had a friend that lived in Delray. And they sent us to the United States to come and live with them. And just imagine, you know, we both have kids. Uh, you're sending a 10-year-old and a 12-year-old to come to a new country. And, and then you're sending him to live with a friend. But I can remember that day. Like, I was excited uh, just knowing that I was going to get the chance to come to the United States. I, there was no fear whatsoever. It was just I knew that, you know, this was my ticket, my way, my opportunity. Oh, that's amazing. So when, when you got here, walk me through that day, your aunt and your aunt. No, they're not. In, no, they're so in Haiti. They're in so Haiti. So this is us coming to the United States, you know, two kids. And they had a friend that lived in Delray and they, they had a taxi that picked us up from the Miami airport and they dropped us off. Uh, it was, I think the address was like 127th. Southwest 7th Avenue. Still remember That's it. like right in Delray Beach. It was like a little duplex. And so we went to live there. And so just didn't speak any English whatsoever. And so now the adjustment, you know, had to kick in. And what was the difference? Like, what, do, you, do you remember the difference between being in the States and being in Haiti? Like, what were some of the key things that you really remember? Well, first of all, in Haiti, uh, they we had the when baby doc was ex sent in exile in, in February of, of 1986. So life in Haiti before that was pretty good. Uh, but once you had that, the revolution that took place in, in 86, things were really bleak where you're, you went from eating three meals a day to just now, maybe you're going to get one meal. You went to school every day. Now school's no longer in operation. So it was just a, just it was chaotic in Haiti for us. And so coming to the United States and now you're living with somebody that is just a friend of that, you know, it's, it's just a friend. 
And, you know, like my sister and I, we had to adjust and uh, we had to get enrolled in school and didn't speak English. And uh, I remember uh, there was this church in Delray. Uh, We went to, there was a pastor, his name was Pastor Frank Francois. And so I remember him helping us, you know, apply to to go to be able to, I went to Pine Grove Elementary School in Delray. And I still remember just, he sent me to the back of the church. There was like a box of clothes, you know, from Goodwill. And so I remember just going out, going to that, get that box of clothes. And I remember getting five gray t-shirts. And so. You're probably so happy. Those were like, I was so excited to get those five t-shirts and they were gray. And I guess gray is my favorite color. So. And, and I, you, and I, that's what I used to go to school and, and all of that. So. And what was school like, right? So you, you didn't speak English. So what was that like? What was it meeting new friends and kids? I mean, I know there's a big Haitian population in Delray. So you probably had a lot of, you were able to speak in Creole to a lot of people there, correct? So you're, when you come into the United States, you're most likely going to be put behind once one letter grade behind. So, Mm -hmm. and then, uh, and then, so you're going to be in the ESOL program and with other kids who are not just Haitian, but other kids who are from other countries. And so, and your goals are to uh, learn English. And then, so in that way you can uh, matriculate out of the ESOL program. And I remember just really just, uh, trying my best to just, you know, learn English and learn to read and to eventually get out of uh, ESOL. And so I started in the fourth grade. And by the time I was in the fifth grade, I was able to uh, to get out of the ESOL program. And I was excited because I was like, wow, you know, now I'm like moving forward. And then when I started sixth grade and, you know, when you go to start at sixth grade at Carver Middle School, which is like, it's it's closed down, but it's old Carver. And first day of school, uh, I wasn't enrolled in regular classes. They had put me back in the ESOL program. And I just remember just being so disappointed. Like now I have to go back in the ESOL program. And so that was really, really a tough time for me. I was really, really not happy about going back to ESOL. So you you've... Went to high school in Delray, Atlantic High, right? Yes. I read somewhere that you were a halfway decent wrestler in high school. Is that true? Uh, wait, f- first of all, let's not do this because I was not a halfway decent wrestler. So let's get this right. So you for were the really folks who were, I was a good wrestler. <laughs> I know you were. Uh, so uh, I wrestled for four years uh, at Atlantic High School and I was in the ROTC program. So if you... If the folks who knew me from high school, you always saw me with the uniform on. I was uh, in ROTC for four years and I was the second in charge by the time I was a a senior. And, uh, you know, went I won district three times, a district three times wrestling uh, district champion, went to regionals and so went to state. Uh, now, my senior year, uh, I was six and oh, and I ended up getting hurt. And so I had to do a a torn meniscus. And so my wrestling career was over. And so that was like close to December. And I remember just like, wow, actually, I wanted to wrestle because I I, because my thinking was if I 
wrestled and like if I was if I wrestled good enough, I wanted to eventually go into the Olympics. So the Olympics, I think, were in 96 in Atlanta. So I wanted to wrestle in college. And so but getting hurt and I had to make a decision on whether or not that I would uh, continue to my career where they could have just fixed it or they can just repair it. So I I made a decision to just move on and that I wasn't going to wrestle anymore. And so but because of being hurt in wrestling, then I started actually doing dual enrollment at Palm Beach Community College. So that so because of getting hurt uh, not wrestling. Then I started focusing on college. And and so I started transitioning into college and doing more of that. So let's talk about college, right? So you went to Florida State. Yes. You went to law school at University of Florida, which uh-huh. is kind of funny. Florida State, University of Florida. I'm sure that was fun. What was that like? Was it a good time? You had fun? I mean, tell me, tell me about your experience in college. Well, so my experience in college, there are two different experiences. So, uh, you know, when I was in high school, I did do the dual enrollment and so in my first grade uh, in college, I took psychology and my grade was a C. Mac Bernard got a C. I got a C in psychology <laughs> and I was so disappointed. I remember like going to my sister and I was like, hey, this college thing is not working out for me because a C in psychology. And she's like, well, I didn't do as well in psychology either. And I was like, well, if you didn't do well, then you know that I'm, you know, I'm going to do okay. And so, and, but, you know, I, that was the only C that I had in college and I just continued. And then, so I applied to go to Florida state. I was accepted. And so when I went to Florida state, I already had credits from uh, Palm Beach Community College. I did summer programs and then uh, just going to Florida State. When I got to Florida State, my sister, uh, we were she was already there before me, and she was like, "Hey, you know, we have limited funds in terms of being able to be in college, and because we had no student, no grants, nothing." And so she was like, "We only have enough money for you to be here for two years, so you're going to have to shape up and take more classes, so now we can leave together." So I decided to take 21 credits a semester, and so for. And so I graduated high school in 95 and I took 21 credits every semester in college and I and I was done in 97. So so that experience was intense blur intense. intense. <laughs> so, you know, like I didn't have no fun in college whatsoever, none whatsoever. And uh, but then what I did was um, while I was. Uh, in undergrad, there was this one great professor and I told him that I wanted to be a businessman. And so he was like, hey, you know, you now you need to since you want to be a business, you need to write me a business plan and all that kind of stuff. So uh, so I spent a semester preparing my business plan. He reviewed it and everything. And so by my last semester, uh, I had a business plan to open a shoe store. And so right out of uh, I graduated college in 97 the next week. Uh, you know, I was entering into a lease. Uh, I was my sister and I, we opened a shoe store right on uh, the on 45th Street in the military trail. So we had a shoe store. And so I traveled throughout the United States to purchase shoes for my first shoe company uh, right here in uh, in West Palm. Look at you, small business. Owner. Small I business, love that. Small business owner. So <laughs> end up having a store here and then also one in Margate. And then since I had made a promise to my business partners that 
since I was supposed to graduate college, you know, in four years, I told him I would commit two years. Uh, those were the two years that I committed and then I would go to law school. And then so I applied to go to law school. And you ended up at the University of Florida. I ended up at the University of Florida, uh, applied there, was happy to be accepted at UF and uh, uh, law schools for three years. And I ended up doing law school in two years. Uh, took too many credits. And then I decided to get a master's in tax law. Uh, so I want to be a tax lawyer. So it sounds like uh, so much fun. No, no, it does not sound <laughs> like fun. Not at all. Uh, but I really loved uh, taxation. And so that was my passion. And so I was really happy about staying that extra year and a half to get an LLM in tax law. That's awesome. So can we talk a little bit about family? Yeah. Let's, let's start with Sean, right? Yes. Sean is, we were talking about her earlier. She's amazing, amazing woman. Sean is, is Mac's wife. Talk to us about Sean. Tell us a little bit about Sean, how you guys met. What is she like? Well, so we, we met in law school and I can tell you, we didn't like each other uh, in law school. We competed against each other. So, uh, and it was tough competition because we both tried out for the trial team and we were uh, competitors. And I, you know, I think that if, the, if I had the opportunity to get her kicked out of law school, I would have. <laughs> um, and that's how we were. We were just, we weren't friends at all. And, and I remember I had one of my friends when I was, when I was leaving and he was like, Mac, you've been in this law school for over three years. And, and he was like, uh, you've been buried in your books and everything is about your books. And he was like, there's just one girl in this law school who would even entertain you. And I'm like, who? And he's like, Sean. I'm like, what? <laughs> and, and so the light bulb clicked. And then, so we ended up, um, you know, dating and then eventually we got married. Uh, we've been married since 2005 and this year we're celebrating our 18th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. So thank you. 18 years. And then we have, of course, three girls who are just as dynamic as their mom and dad. Can you talk about the girls a little bit? Yeah. Uh, the girls, they're, they're feisty and <laughs> you know, they're, you've got two parents that are lawyers and I'm in, I'm in politics. And so they're, you know, they take after us. And so sometimes they give us a dose of our own medicines. Because, you know, that's who we are. And so, but, you know, they're McCall. She just uh, turned 16. So we have a 16 year old and she's going to start. Uh, she's I think soon she's going to have her test to get her license. Uh, that's and then scary. Yes, ready for that. I might. I'm ready. My my insurance bill <laughs> is going to. Yeah. Oof. And so You'll see. so I'm looking. So she's she just turned 16 and McKenna, uh, she's uh, 14 but I will tell you this summer uh, in two weeks, they're, they're both got accepted to the Alvin Ailey uh, dance program in New York. So, uh, so Sean's going to fly them to New York. And so they're going to go there for one's going to be for three weeks. And then the other one's going to be for four weeks. Uh, just, you know, learning more dance techniques. So we're excited about, about that. What is uh, Mac Bernard like as a dad? What is Mac Bernard? If I like? ask the girls, hey, tell me about your dad. What's he like? Is he strict to let you get away with stuff? Is mom the tough one? You know what? What I can tell you is that because of the fact that we've got teenagers and they're giving mom a hard time and I don't 
like get into these fights. So, you know, Sean's always like, hey, are you going to say anything? I'm like, are there any more dishes for me to wash? <laughs> I'll wash some dishes. <laughs> I'm not getting involved in these fights. I get, so. I've got one. So I've got one. Right. And they're girls are tough. Yes. Girls are tough. I can't imagine having four in the house. <laughs> yes. And I have a girl dog. So, uh, so it's, it's just, but I, uh, you know, it's, they, they, the only thing is my girls, I've been in elected office or in political, in the political world since they've been born. So they're used to me being, you know, the state rep, the county commissioner. And so it's, it's, you know, it's different for, you know, kids who are, you know, who haven't been through that. Uh, but you know, they're just regular kids and you just try to be a good parent and there are rules and I'm pretty strict. Uh, but it is what it is and they have to learn to live with it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about, uh, public service. Mm -hmm. How did you get into public service? Like where'd that come from? I, I think that part of it is I, when I was, because, you know, when you talked a little bit about me coming to the United States, you know, so for me, you know, when I, when I was three months old, you know, my board, my birth parent, my mom left and my dad had moved to the United States and I never got a chance to meet them. And so I was raised in the community and there are a lot of people who really worked really, really hard to get me to where I'm at. Uh, and even coming to the United States and people at churches helping me and just trying their best to really look out for me and my sister. And so when I got the chance to, you know, get the chance to go to law school and get this opportunity, and I just had that feeling that I needed to give back and to serve the community. And so I've been serving the community ever since. And so I think it's from, uh, you know, people being patient with me and helping me through it. And, and then eventually I just felt like I needed to give back. So you, you start off as a, as a Delray beach city commissioner, mm -hmm. right? Were you involved? How, how were you involved in the community before, before you got elected to do that? Oh, I was, you know, I did leadership Delray Beach. I was in, I was part of the Chamber of Commerce and, you know, I was an attorney in Delray helping so many people. And so I was appointed city commissioner and then I ran for reelection and I was elected. So that was great. And so, but I didn't get a chance to stay long at the city of Delray Beach. Uh, and because the opportunity for, to run for uh, state representative came and, you know, I was, uh, and I, as you can see from my track record, you know, college, I did it so fast and, um, law school, I did it quickly. And so even when I was in the city of Delray beach, I was just like, right when I became a city commission, I was like ready to move on to the next thing. And, and then I ran for state representative and I won and I was excited and, and I was like ready to, be a state senator. And so I didn't really get a chance to really try to really do the work that I really needed to be done, but cause I was like moving. And so when I, in 2012, I ran for state Senate and I lost by 17 votes. And that was really, really a tough time for me in terms of losing by 17 votes. 
And, you know, some people were like, man, Mac lost by 17 votes. He must be a loser, you know. And I'm like, folks, you don't know what I've been through. <laughs> you know, losing an election is nothing. nothing. Yeah. You know, you don't know me. You know, I worked hard to to run a race and I lost and that's fine, you know, but sometimes you got to pick yourself back up and you've got to, you know, I felt like I needed to, you know, there are things that I need to do more in the community. I need to be a public servant. And then, so, you know, going through that. And I just remember when I made the decision that I was running for County commissioner and I was like, you know what, I'm not going to, look for the next opportunity. I am not going to like, this is not a stepping stone for something else. I am, I want to be a County commissioner and I want to serve the people. And I have a vision for my district and there are things that I want to make sure that gets done. And so, so, so ever since I ran for County commission and I was, that was in 2016 and we're term limited. So we get two four year terms and I've worked really, really hard to work on behalf of the residents of District 7, not just District 7, but the county uh, to look out for the county. So it's been almost eight years. Almost eight years. Almost eight years. We're coming up on eight. And Palm Beach County is, oh my God, so different than when it was when you first got in there. So what really sticks out? Like, what really, what really sticks out to you? I mean, I'll throw some numbers and I know you know these numbers, right? The Florida court, according to the Florida scorecard, our current population is 1.5, mm-hmm. 1.5 million. Um, by 2030, which is right around the corner, it's estimated that we're going to grow to 1.6, almost between 1.6 to 1.8. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Like we are busting at the seams. So what are your thoughts on that? Why, why has that happened? Well, you know, so in order for you to grow, you have to grow at a modest pace and and but it's got to be organically and you have to really do some good things to, to grow. Uh, so and I can tell you that we've had, um, you know, the education system, we've been working hard to make sure that we have a good education system to educate our kids. Our business community, you know, it's not just we don't see it as like, oh, this is a North Chamber. You know, we've got different chambers, but we're all moving in the right direction We've got the BDB that are bringing businesses to Palm Beach County. So we move in the same direction. And so and we're benefiting from that, that moving in that same direction. And so we're really excited about the growth. Uh, But, you know, of course, when you're growing, you have to make sure that um, that you have to be a little bit resilient. And so I'm just concerned about just making sure that, you know, we're addressing our water supply our environment to make sure that we leave this place a better place, even though uh, people are moving to Palm Beach County. And and I believe growth is good. And uh, you don't want to be a county where, you know, people are moving out and you're not growing. You know, if you're in, if you're not growing, you're dead. Yep. And so and you could see other counties that surround us if because of the decisions that they've made, they're not growing. But we I like the growth that we're going through. And I hope that it continues uh, because uh, it's going to make us a better county. So you've always been a very strong advocate for job creation. Um, you've advocated for small businesses. Now I know more because you were a small business guy too. 
Um, you've always advocated for women-owned businesses, minority-owned businesses. What motivates you to do that? Well, you know, I have three girls. <laughs> and so it's, it's really um, important. I know for me, um, you know, I just believe that I need to leave this place uh, I need to leave the county in a better situation to make sure that uh, specifically uh, women who are in this county have more opportunities. And that's really important to me. And because when I go home, I have to look them in their eye and I have I have to tell them like, hey, I fought for, you know, these issues. And, you know, and I believe that those are important. And so that's some, that's the reason why. And it's based on my kids. And I've been raised by mostly Women And so it's because of that, I just make sure that we are taking care of, uh, you know, specifically women businesses, small women businesses, minority women owned businesses, Caucasian women owned businesses, you name it, we want to make sure we protect it. So when you come home, you talk about these things with the girls. Yes, I do. Yeah. You talk to them about this is what we fought for today. This was just happening. But I'll tell you what was hard. I know. COVID was really hard. I, I'm going to ask you about COVID. I definitely want to talk. I can't <laughs> but, imagine being a county commissioner during COVID. And I definitely want to talk about that. But what are those conversations like at home with the girls? Uh, you know, we, we talk like, so most of the time, you know, they're seeing these things and like, I like for one example, uh, and you, and you know, the, the chamber of commerce, the North chamber helped us a lot on the housing bond and, you know, having the discussion regard, regarding housing with them. And I had to tell them that now I know you're in school, but do you know that on a yearly basis, you have over 4,000 students who are homeless, you know, and that the only know, meals they get are from school, from the school. Yeah. And so, so I've had those discussions. And so, you know, like when I was working on the housing bond, like them going, knocking on doors with me and to advocate for better housing for our residents. That was great for, you know, seeing them. And they were waving signs. They were at the polling locations. And so I just wanted them to see that, you know, they can make a difference. And so uh, that like that really moved me to watch them actually really go. They were advocating better than I could advocate for housing. So let, let's talk about that housing bond. Mm -hmm. Why was that so important to get passed? Well, it's that was personal to me. And, and the reason why it was personal is, you know, my sister and I, we really struggled as two kids who are, you know, trying to make it and survive. And I can tell you, Noel, we, we moved from places to places, maybe in a 10 year period, we might've lived in 20 to 30 different places. And, you know, we're being evicted everywhere. And, uh, and so because of knowing that as a kid, how it made me feel. And so now that I'm a county commissioner and I see that we have a problem and and there's a solution. And but, you know, it takes the will, you know, is someone going to uh, take the stand and lead it? And, you know, and I can tell you, I had so many amazing people who uh, really went on this ride with me. 
And because I'm a I'm a little crazy sometimes. I'm a little nuts, you know, because I would I send text messages at five in the morning. You're determined. <laughs> yes. you're, you're very determined. You've yeah. got a lot of drive. Yes. So at five in the morning, people are getting text messages from me on, hey, this this needs to get done. This needs to get done. And but we went on this ride. And, you know, some of the folks that we work with, some of the most brilliant folks, you know, went on this ride with us. And for this county to pass a $200 million bond to create both workforce and affordable housing. And then also to see that the state, now they passed uh, their housing bill this past session. So seeing those two issues now marrying each other, that that I feel that, you know what, we're going to help as many residents as possible. And so I was happy and excited that we're able to do that. Awesome. Awesome. So let's talk about Mm COVID-19. That was crazy time. Very, very crazy time. Um, What was it like being a county commissioner in the middle of all that? It was tough. Um, You know, first of all, you know, you're beginning of March and you've got to basically close down and you're seeing uh, businesses who are shut down and then kids cannot go to school. And, you know, I'm, I have my kids who are yelling. I'm like, I don't want you to be home. I don't want to deal with you. <laughs> Just go to school, <laughs> yeah, please. Like, you know, you think I want you to be eating my stuff? <laughs> no. Uh, but, uh, but what I can tell you, Noel, as a county commissioner, um, you know, uh, Mayor Kerner at that time, he was the mayor of the county. And I took the, I made the decision that I was going to step up and to help and assist him throughout the whole COVID. And so uh, I was in the emergency operations center on a daily basis and making sure that I'm helping him if it was testing sites that we needed and, you know, where he's like, hey, he's made connections and uh, we've got to get it open and I'm like there to make sure that the testing sites are open. If it's to get vaccinations, then, you know, we're there to to make sure that we were able to um, take care of our residents. Because I can tell you, Noel, we can a lot of us who run for office, sometimes we're like, you know what? Uh, we think we make a lot of big decisions. But at the end of the day, it's when there is an emergency COVID hits and you've got to you know, protect the health, safety, and the wealth for your residents. That's when they need you. Um, and then also, we're in Florida. We get hit with hurricanes, and you need to be there if their lights are off. You're working at the emergency operations center to make sure that, you know, they're back running. You know, if there's any type of debris, you're there for the residents. That's all they really need you. And sometimes they just need government out of their way. Yep. And so I try my best to keep government out of their way, but when it's needed, we're there. Do you ever feel like as an elected official or as a county commissioner, you just constantly getting beat up? How, how do you not take that home? Like, how does that, I, I mean, are you good at leaving that at the office or like, how do you walk me through that? So for me, since like when I was in undergrad in law school, I would never take my work home. So I don't do homework at home. And so it's got to be done at school. And so everyone that knows me knows that when I pull into my garage, most likely communication is off. So everybody knows like, okay, Mac is, he says, okay, bye. And that means like I'm in my garage and now I'm focused on family 
you know, what are we going to eat for dinner, uh, homework, whatever that we need to do. So I'm able to turn it off and just focus on family. Wow. Mm -hmm. that, that, that's that's uh, good stuff, because I think not everyone's good at that. Yeah, I, I cannot take it home. I because it's you you be, you go crazy. And do the girls? Do they? Do you let them watch TV, watch the news? Like I, I keep thinking about COVID, right? And I just keep thinking of all the the very passionate people that would cut, you know, that that were saying all kinds of crazy stuff about our county commission and about our county and all the bad things that we were do we were doing to them, even though we weren't. All right, I thought I thought our county. I was very proud of of the way our county commission handled COVID nineteen. And, and I, quite frankly, I, th I think they helped us get through it and we came out stronger than what we were before. But, so, you know, I, I can tell you some of the folks who came in, like, like they became part of our family too. You know, even though we disagreed on some of those issues, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes we'd laugh and joke and, you know, and, you know, and try, there's a concern for them. Businesses were closed. And so kids were not in school and were, we're balancing these issues. And so I think that it was a healthy debate and we tried our best to make the best decision. And so I like I still have conversations with them. Uh, we disagreed on some of these issues, but it's OK. What are you most proud of? You've been serving. You've been a county commissioner now almost eight years. What if, what project or initiative have you worked on that you're like, my gosh, that was I'm very, very proud of. Was it the housing bond? Is it you know, what was it? The what housing bond, the housing bond. And uh, because um, just the community all coming together on one single issue and knowing that it was not a, it was a difficult issue. And we it was a it was col a collaborative effort. And so I think that was um, the number one issue for me since I've been a commissioner. And I would say second is uh my role during COVID and just uh, knowing that when there was an emergency for our community and it didn't matter whether you were in the Glades, uh, West Boca, Boynton Beach, Delray, wherever you were, um, I was there uh, to make sure that we tried to help our residents. And so those were the two top issues for me. So we talked about all the, we've talked about a lot of the great things going on in Palm Beach County, right? We're exploding. I think we live in paradise, mm -hmm. right? I, I know I'm biased because I'm, the people say I'm the chamber guy and I'm going to sell our community all day, every day, but we really do live in paradise. We've got the best of everything and we've got so much more potential. I think we're continuing to find these little amazing nuggets here in Palm Beach County. What are the biggest issues that our county is facing? I think that... <sighs> In order for us to continue to grow, I believe that like a lot of our decisions, we're going to have to really figure out how do we add resiliency into it. And that's just, it's not easy. And so you have to be a resilient county, even as you're growing. And, and I believe also, how do we infuse technology in our decision-making process? So in that way, we're using the best technology available to us so in that way we can make a better informed decision for our residents. Great. So we, let's talk a little bit about your future, right? There was a, a major announcement last week um, that came out. So, you know, what's next for Commissioner Mac Bernard? Well, you know, I, I, most people 
No, like in 2012, I ran for state Senate and the opportunity uh, to, because I am term limited uh, from the county commission in 2024 and the opportunity to run for state Senate presents itself. And so what I would love to be able to do is to continue to serve the residents of Palm Beach County. Uh, uh, I'm running for district 24, but uh, there's, there are no boundaries in terms of the work that I do for our residents. And so what I would love to be able to do is to represent our over 1.5 million residents uh, in Tallahassee uh, to make sure that uh, we as a state are moving forward and also that uh, the money that we as taxpayers send to Tallahassee are brought back to Palm Beach County so in that way we can continue to improve our education system, improve beach renourishment, resiliency, uh, so in that way c- continue to bring economic development to Palm Beach County. So those are the issues that are important to me that we want to make sure we continue to do. Let's talk about economic development. Mm-hmm. How do you... How do you foster economic development and job growth, right? Uh, we uh, have to create this, the Palm Beach County, again, according to the Florida scorecard, and I use the Florida scorecard a lot. You've heard me talk about it all the time. Um, we're going to need 84, almost 85,000 jobs by 2030. Mm-hmm. How do we do that? Well, that's the reason why working with um, Palm Beach State College uh, the Chamber of Commerce and, you know, the University of Florida, you know, the scripts. And so there are other things that there are things that we've done that are going to position us for the future. PBAU, FAU. So our colleges are the best places for us to continue to develop the talent. So in that way, we can bring the right jobs to to Palm Beach County. What? Um, so, all right. We talked about jobs. We talked about growth. Um one of the things that I think chambers need to do a better job is a better job of is to help find good people like Mac Bernard to run for office. How do we do that? How do we find and develop good future leaders of our communities? Well, what I can tell you for me, um, you know, we're doing this podcast and I have uh, an intern uh, Emberlene, who is, uh, you know, at University of Chicago and who's a political science major. And, you know, she's the next person who's going to take over. And, uh, but there's some folks. You know how happy she is right now? She's like in the room next door to us right now. No, she's, she's probably like, oh my God, this guy. But I, just- <laughs> I, but what I, what I do want is like, I want the next person, the next generation to take over. Uh, because, you know, I'm getting older and we want to make sure that we're building the next generation. So in that way they can continue to, uh, create, uh, if I did the housing bond, I want them to do it for the state. I want them to create more jobs. I want them to, you know, continue to move the state forward. So, uh, that's the next generation. And I look forward to, uh, helping them, uh, using some of my knowledge to assist, uh, the younger generation, so that way they can continue to serve. It's not easy to serve. It's not easy. So, so how do we encourage people to do it? The uh, right people to do the it, right? People. Because the right people, they don't want any part of it. Like they're, they're not that they don't want any part of it, but they don't want to put um, themselves out there like that, right? So, how do we get the right people? How do we get them to do that? But it, you know, I can tell you, it takes um, p- 
political maturity. It takes time. And, you know, and I, I, I believe that uh, when I believe someone should run for something somewhere, you know, no matter what, run for something. So that way, you know exactly what it's like. Uh, but I believe that there are some great people who are coming up who are doing great things that are going to be the next generation. And, and it's it's exciting. Uh, but what I what I, I know for me is just that I don't want people to just stay in office that's not going to continue to improve. What kind of advice would you give someone that wants to get into politics? Um, I would say, first of all, you've got to be a servant. You got to serve. You know, if you're if it's at your church, serve, uh, you know, your church members. If it's uh, in a nonprofit, learn how to serve and eventually uh, the people that you've served will allow you to serve them. How do we, how do we engage youth? How do we get youth more engaged in our community? I think that there are engaged. I think that we have to continue to find different, uh, mechanism to engage them. Like for instance, um, I'm used to Facebook. Uh, my daughters are not on Facebook. You know, they get I think all we're old guys. Using <laughs> Facebook know, stuff. I know they're like, what? You know, you're either That's on the Insta people. or, you know, or whatever it's called, TikTok and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but that they're getting their information somewhere. So sometimes you got to get to them where they're at. And it's with everybody. So I, I believe that our youth, they're getting engaged. In, and I saw that during this past election, you had more youth who voted. And so I believe that we're moving in the right direction. Let's go to back, back to Mac. So Mac, who's had the biggest influence influence on you in your life? Oh, it's got to be my sister. You know, what's so. she like? We've talked about her all day. What yeah, is she like? So, so what does she do? She my an, sister, is she an attorney as well? No, no, no. My sister, her name is Nadej uh, Bernard. And she's actually, she double mer- majored in nursing and actuary mathematics in at Florida State. And so she's an actuary for a company in Boca and CCI. So she's a full-fledged actuary. So in Palm Beach County. So, uh, you know, she is the person who's had the most influence on me and, you know, and because, you know, we grew up together and we came to the United States together and, you know, we've been through a lot and, but we're now serving the best that we can, our community that gave us so much. That's awesome. That's super sweet. So last question, you could go back and speak to little Mac Bernard in high school in his little JROTC <laughs> uniform He's still limping because his, you know, he's still hurt from, you know, his heart's broken because he can't wrestle anymore. What kind of advice would you give him? Knowing, knowing what you know now, what kind of advice would you give him? Um, you know, I, 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 let me see. Wow. You know, I think when, when I was a little Mac Bernard, you know, like I used to think that the only way you could be successful is if you go to college. And I think that the older Mac Bernard at 47 would say, you know, uh, different folks, college is one route that you can take. Uh, but there are other opportunities, uh, even if it's uh, being a firefighter or police officer or an apprenticeship, you know, something with labor, 
you know, you could still be a success, successful person. And so, and I, and what I would hope is that, uh, that I would tell little Mac Bernard, you know, you can do anything, you know, you could, it doesn't, college is not the only way. And, and I think that I would love for us to, uh, get away from just thinking that it's only college or, you know, you're a failure. I think that it's important for people to do what they love and for them to, be successful at it. it. So it's not just college. Well, Mac, this has been awesome. I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the show today. It was great to hear your story. Um, and, and you made me laugh. I learned a lot today, a lot that I didn't know about you. So thank you for your service. Appreciate all you do for our community. Good luck in the future. I know you're going to do big, 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 even bigger things than you've already done. So again, really appreciate being here. Um, thanks for all you do. No, thanks. I really appreciate it. Thanks. All right, man.